final round. You lose. It is Friday, November 27th, y'all. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving day celebrating with family, with friends, having some good food. I had to tame myself and my appetite. There's just too much goddamn good food these days. And plus, you know, since we've been locked in, I know my eating habits haven't been as disciplined as they usually are. So I had to tame it back this year. And evidence of this was the 22-pound turkey that we had at our Thanksgiving family party, which had about 15 people. Half of the bird was not even touched. So there was so much food that was left over from the turkey. I probably had a lot to do with it because I didn't have a whole lot of turkey. So, all right, let's get into what's going on in the world of Wisco Weekly. There's a few things I just want to focus on today, and that is going to be, I'm going to make this bend more towards the stock market, stocks in general, just because there wasn't a whole lot of action this week. But there was some interesting and complex news going on with General Motors. So there's a couple things going on here. First off, General Motors uh, earlier this week abandoned a fight Uh, to participate, to continue their participation in a lawsuit against the Trump administration uh, that would essentially uh, allow them to not have to fight the state of California and CARB specifically in the fuel regulations that CARB is backing that is different than what the Trump administration uh, is looking to accomplish. So GM is abandoning that fight. There wasn't a whole lot of movement with GM stock after that news. There's still not a whole whole lot of movement on GM stock. One other bit of news that came out a little bit later today, as a matter of fact, uh, I got the Wall Street Journal notification, was the fact that GM was applying for a banking charter. Now that is an interesting one. That's a super interesting play that GM is looking to do there. They're setting up a banking charter, which means they're looking to become an institution of lending. They are looking to go, you know, they're looking to, to bypass, I don't remember the name, GM Financial, or you know, just the, the, the financial arm of the automaker that basically does process all vehicle loans and leases, right? By setting up a banking charter, they're essentially going to be entering this game of lending money to consumers, to businesses. They become a lender. And that's going to be a very interesting play by an automaker to go in that direction. I think there's some things with regards to the fintech space that has been proven successful. What I think will happen will be that GM is going to look to fund more businesses that perhaps align in this future greener EV space. That's my prediction. I think that is the reason why GM wants to become more of a banking charter so that they can start to make the investments because, look, they're a traditional automaker and they're going to be tapped out. I mean, I think that's one of the things I'm starting to see with regards to GM and Ford and your traditional automakers that are trying to make this pivot to the electric business, but they they can't move at the pace that Tesla is moving at. They can't move at the pace that Neo is moving at. So 
why not then just basically become the institution of lending and start to provide business loans to companies that operate in the EV and the energy space, alternative energy space, and all of that gets plugged into GM's automaking network. It's a very interesting play by GM to go down this route, and I think that this would be definitely something to now be long with GM. That could be a very interesting play that could be very well um, monetized in two, eh, let go longer, four to five years. So GM's stock for the week closed uh, up at $45.13. It started the week hovering right at about just a shy under 43 and ended at 45.13. Okay, here is one particular future stock that I am very, very curious about. And I mean, in my innermost being, do I feel strongly about this particular model? And that is the pay-per-mile insurance. And so Metro Mile, who I have, I've, I've, I'm now using their particular product. I'm using that insurance company. I'm using the pay-per-mile model on one of my vehicles and about to be two of my vehicles. I believe that that is a really good model because it is based on the user fee model. What you use is what you pay for. And so their whole marketing pitch is that with these traditional insurance companies that you are essentially paying insurance to have your car parked. I've thought about that for a long time now. And it's such a, for me, it was such a deep and like, uh, not personal, but it was just a very like deep statement because your car most of the time is parked. If it's at work, if it's at home. And then if you think about this, then in the context of what you're paying for your car, part of that is insurance. And insurance is essentially the way that the model, the current model for insurance agencies is, insurance companies is, is, hey, fill out this form once a year to tell us how, how much you have driven, where, how long have you been a member, how long has your driving been good, all of that stuff. So it's kind of this these very outdated measures to gauge what you should charge someone for insurance, but there's still millions upon millions of people that are paying that. There's a new model where you basically now pay for the miles that you drive. And it certainly cut down my monthly insurance bill by at least $60 or so now, maybe a little less, maybe 40. So that's, to me, that's, that's a win-win. Now, what this has to do then with going back to the stock market here, Metro Mile is looking to go public via a SPAC. This will be coming up probably within the next 60 days, I think. No, no, I think it was actually in 2021, early, like first quarter of 2021. The SPAC is an interesting model because that was the same way that Shift and Nikola entered the market. SPAC is the special purpose acquisition company that simply allows a current in you know a current company that's already trading to essentially buy a company and 
get them immediately into the stock market versus going the IPO route and having to file, you know, the IPO route is really about filing all your documents and always waiting and waiting. So it's a little bit of a longer process. By doing the SPAC way, you can just enter the market significantly quicker. So the paper mile model is something that is, I think is going to be a game changer in terms of its metric. Its metric, I can't fully articulate it just yet, but it's going to go something like this: that if you can start to look at how many miles you drive, you walk, you complete in a day, and if we then start to look at what we achieved with those miles, how much did it cost? How many calories did we burn, right? Again, whatever it is that you achieved that day, there's a cost productivity equation applied to it that you can attribute all the miles you drove, you walked, to how that affected your life. Was it a healthier outcome? Was it, you know, what food did you have that when you drove to the grocery store and you spent X amount of dollars, if we can map out what the cost is per mile that is achieving these levels in life, then I think that's actually super interesting. Again, I think this is part of my robotic slash biohacker in me that wants to constantly optimize my life and optimize the future as best as possible with using, you know, more data. So be on the lookout for Metro Mile as it will enter the NASDAQ under the symbol MLE, and that should happen sometime in quarter one of 2021. Here's something of a fairly contentious point that I've been having with a few folks with regards to the EV market. And what I would suggest that there is a bubble an EV bubble that is forming in the EV industry in with EV automakers, with suppliers, with battery companies. There's a new company that has entered the space in specifically the, the stock market, and that, that is QuantumScape. That's been making headlines all day today. QuantumScape is a battery company that produces lithium-ion batteries that are used in electric cars. The company is headquartered in San Jose, California, and employs around 200 people. Investors include Bill Gates, Volkswagen, and Tesla's co-founder, one of Tesla's co-founders, J.B. Straubel. Not so familiar with him. Great article in Electric uh, that talks about this. However, there's just, again, a lot of companies that are entering this EV space now, and it makes sense with the Biden-Harris presidency that will take effect over the next four years. There's going to be a greater progressivism in the EV space. So hence, over the last few weeks now, the EV market has been doing well. Your electric vehicle companies like NEO and Xpeng and Tesla all have been doing great. Blink, I've spoken about them before, have been doing great. There's a bubble that's forming because at some point, at the end of the day, shareholders, investors the economy as a whole is going to ask the question, well, what have you sold lately? 
And in, if you take, for instance, a company like Neo, I mean, Neo still doesn't sell in the United States or Europe. They're purely based in China right now, and they're doing about 20,000 units a year. I mean, 20,000, that's, that's very, very small. Keep in mind something here too, folks. Back in 2018, 2018, of all new vehicles sold, which was roughly about 17 million, of all new vehicles that sold, less than 7% of them were of an alternative energy, a hybrid, electric. And, and even if you look at the alternative energy, that piece of the pie, a smaller, smaller version is the electric vehicles. I think it's at what is, I see here, 1.2%. So in 2018, 1.2% of 17 million vehicles, 1.2% were electric vehicles. That's a very small number. Now, Tesla's really owning this market, and they're selling in Europe. They're selling. They're going to start selling in China. So their valuation, although still crazy, I'm one of those people that thinks that Tesla's valuation is still obloviated beyond belief, but whatever, there's unicorns and Tesla could be one of them. And I'm happy if they are, but Neo, Xpeng, Blink, all these EV companies, the quantum scape, all these companies that are entering this space, there's no doubt there's a bubble forming. Cause again, at some point you're going to have to ask, well, are people aren't buying electric vehicles yet? I'm not saying that they won't do that. Okay. I'm just saying they're not going to, they're not buying them over the next three months and even in t- throughout 2021, it'll still be very difficult for people to start buying vehicles. There is uh, some announcements with regards to Volkswagen and Tesla looking to build out a more um, inexpensive, a more affordable electric vehicle price between $25,000 and $30,000. That's not happened until 2024. So my point in all this is that there's a bubble that is forming in the EV space at the moment. And just be wary. It's not going to explode and all of a sudden these companies that have gained significant grounds over the last month and a half, two months, it's, they're not going to go away. They're just they're, they're going to get a little pinprick to their stock price. And after that, again, as long as you're in it a little bit longer, again, at least three years, I think think you'll be doing all right. So that EV bubble, be wary, my friends, be wary. All right, that's it for this week and the Friday Rundown on Wisco Weekly. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you are enjoying some of the information that you're getting from the stock market, be sure you do subscribe to the show. I would always appreciate a rating and review. You can even visit these particular uh, uh, Friday Rundown episodes if you're not listening to this on YouTube. You can visit it on YouTube as well, and we can interact through that way. I've been very terrible at trying to interact. Um, podcasts obviously are kind of limited in, in interacting with people. So I'm starting to post at least the Friday rundowns on YouTube, and you can leave comments there. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week.
Wisco Weekly is providing this information for educational purposes only. We are not providing legal, accounting, or financial advisory services, and this is not a solicitation or recommendation to buy or sell any stocks, options, or other financial instruments or investments. Examples that address specific assets, stocks, options or other financial instrument transactions are for illustrative purposes only and may not represent specific trades or transactions that we have conducted. In fact, we may use examples that are different or the opposite of transactions we have conducted or positions we hold. This site and any information or training therein is also not intended as a solicitation for any future relationship, business or otherwise between the members or participants and the moderators. No express or implied warranties are being made with respect to these services and products. All investing and trading in the securities market involves risk. Any decisions to place trades in the financial markets, including trading in stock or options or other financial instruments, is a personal decision that should only be made after thorough research, including a personal risk and financial assessment, and the engagement of professional assistance to the extent you believe necessary.